0: Well, uh, good mo- good afternoon on this uh, Christmas Day, December twenty fifth, two thousand eleven. Sitting here just kind of pondering the Lord, walking around. First, I gotta share a praise report out there. You'll be read that as I say, here in this trailer. Um, just the Lord night. It's Christmas Day. Haven't let the propane run out. Ignorantly. Not able to cook a hot meal So But praise the Lord The hot meal that I truly desire I'm able to uh, Partake in And that is the bread of life In the living waters water, living waters Flowing through uh, Just had an awesome conversation With a uh, sister in Christ Shared a lot of Similar testimonies Similar now Pharaoh Yankee I said that for a brother out there. Yes, we're all over the place. And God is saving in the Northeast. So. Maybe I should pray you, brother. Get sent to the Northeast. And you become a Yankee. That was humor. But anyways, that was a blessed conversation. And I praise God for it. It was just encouraging. Somebody that. At least. Sounds like they're interested in the Lord out there. And Obeying the Lord and what, you know Is humble in spirit Now I don't see them all the time It's the first I've seen her this whole time Realizing was just relaxing out there Um and We were sitting outside playing with the dogs Um But that was a blessing right there Something interesting just popped in mind When I was reading over in Ephesians Just now Let's kind of take a look at something This again, I'm using the NASB version um, let me read from Isaiah chapter seven, fourteen. Therefore, the Lord Himself will give you a sign: behold, a virgin will be with child and bear a son, and she will call his name Emmanuel. And of course, we know it was fulfilled, as written by most of the prophets, but by I mean most of the uh, gospel writers, are uh, for and one way or the other. But Luke explains it the most over and two that same very thing. Of how God himself was born. As we were born. In the flesh. But not of the flesh. uh, Because we know we sinned. The moment we were born. In that way. Whereas Jesus never sinned. Because he was uh, the sacrificial lamb. The final lamb. uh, And the only lamb. That washed us clean. And that hopefully we are rejoicing today and it is that fact that we are celebrating and it's not just in his birth but also in his death on the cross for our sins and for us individually and for the sins of the world and his and his resurrection and his ascension and he was and where he sat back down back down on his throne at the right hand of the father and where he sat down says that it's finished, finish of finish the cross, and it was finished when he sat back down. And that do we remember, as written in Ephesians chapter two, that now for us that have believed in him by faith are seated with him. So when things begin to go wrong, or when the ministry that he has entrusted us, whatever it is, um, ministry begins to go a little shaky. More likely, not always the case. It may be a little shake up or it may be just uh, some tribulations which he is taking us through. He does do that. But it may be in most cases when it begins to go a little dim. It's not him that got up and moved. It's us that moved too soon. Or maybe us that moved too late. He may have gotten up to go over to a particular region, a particular city, or a particular area. Um, or a particular portion of Dubai to say, hey, children, wake up before it's too late. Before I come and remove your candlestick. And that warning is in Isaiah. I mean, it's in the book of Revelation. Isaiah. I'm staring at Isaiah. That's what I'm saying. Excuse me for that. It's so, on Revelation. He will do it. He's done it. We know what churches look like after he's removed his candle. And don't think we see too many churches that actually get that candle back. That becomes very scary. Picture what the church you are sitting under currently today. church you're sitting under today. Would look like if the Lord, he may have already done it. And you're not noticing it. But he's close to removing candles It's light from some churches In this world, in America He's already removing Removed it From churches in Europe And you can see what they look like now And what they're beginning to preach There are churches in America that he's doing that to Some of those churches There are more churches that are close That wasn't the message that was By my heart that just Came out For a reason Let's pray for those churches that they recognize that they're in jeopardy. That they begin to hear the Lord again His warning to say repent and turn back towards Him, the first love. But anyways, let me look at that one. And Let me go ahead and read another uh, passage for you, Hamlet. Okay, along with that Isaiah seven fourteen verse, I also want to read John three. 3 chapter 3 verse 3 jesus answered this is him talking to um one of the religious leaders that should have known better because he was a ruler of the jews nicodemus which says jesus answered and said to him truly truly i say to you unless one is born again he cannot see the kingdom of god and it's also kind of affirmed it again uh, what Jesus answers, says, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is, this is verse 5, one is born of water and, not or not an option, and the Spirit, it cannot enter the kingdom of God. <coughs> Excuse me. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born, this is verse 6. <coughs> Excuse me. Born of the Spirit is spirit. We'll go ahead and uh, next verse, jump over to Ephesians here. Context is Paul was telling, telling the Ephesian church that, you know, he's born before the Father, encouraging them that in his tribulations on his on their behalf was for their glory, um, and reminding them that every family in heaven and on earth gets his name gets their name from the Father, um. And of course it goes on even further on that one. But the verses I believe the Lord would have us ponder today in relation to what he has. you get ready to say. Is verses 17 through 19. So that the church. So that. Whew, uh, wait a minute. Let's go ahead and go back to verse number 16. This is chapter 3 in Ephesians 3. 16 through 19. I'm going to read. It's that he would grant you, this is he, the father, grant you, this is the believer, this is those believers, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with power through his spirit, the Holy Spirit, in the inner man, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, and that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints, what is the breath? in length and height and depth and to know the love of christ which surpasses knowledge that you may be filled up to all the fullness of god what the lord kind of briefly put up on my heart this shouldn't be a long message um is in the same way now today we're celebrating christ's birth today but as he reminded us in through the Facebook comments Through those passages there that is, we really should not Just celebrate Just his birth Because it's His whole work That we should rejoice at <laughs> Yes he was born in the same way That he came down to us Again we have the only God In the world Even though the others call themselves God You know they're not really God's I mean, they're they're false gods, they're just, they're just pieces of wood, or pieces of metal, you unfortunately in America, our houses, and our cars, and even our jobs have become gods, they're gods that don't give back to us, he's the only god that laid down his crown, on his throne, and came down to us, hugged us, and to this day he still does, and he wants to still do that to those in the world, Through us But we have to submit to do it But in the same way Jesus God sent the Father To be born physically on this earth He also Sent him At Jesus request Through the Spirit And by the Spirit To indwell each one of us By the Spirit Now we know that's not a physical one. Because we can confuse that. Or we may want to confuse that. With being like possessed. You're not locking a possession. That's us inviting Jesus into. uh, Our spirits. To dwell. Not just in us. But through us. That could be another message. As far as pruning. Like when he comes in. When you move into a new apartment. Or if. You're blessed financially in order to buy a new building, uh, or not a new one from the ground up. Say buy somebody else's home. You're going to go in and probably well, you're going to clean it at first, even though they may have already cleaned it. Uh, But you're still just out of just out of habit. You're going to go in and clean it. You're going to go in maybe paint it if you didn't like the colors. You know, if the landlord permits you. You know, they may only want you to do a neutral color, but you still may paint it again. You may hang up some pictures if you get permission. Uh I mean, if you're renting, if it's a home, if you want to do that for that, remember, you're not going to be in that home for the rest of your life. Because any home down here is not forever. Our home in heaven will be forever and it won't be a physical home we got to remember that but in the same way jesus was born down here he just wasn't born down here he was still fully man and fully god we unfortunately don't have that one we're fully man or woman you know i can use a man and, and as the bible does in a sense where um it's a non-gender it's just man in a sense of human race but so nobody gets confused. I'll use the term man or woman. just So we can all be on the same page. But in the same way Jesus was born in that one. He needs to be born in our hearts. And that's what it is to truly believe in him. You're asking Christ here. Come and dwell with us. And in us. Some just want Jesus maybe to come down here again. So we can physically see him. remember how many people rejected him. When he was down here. Very few people, and they physically were blessed to see him. Can you imagine what that was like? Can you picture for a second? Don't go too deep in that vision, by the way, because that could be dangerous. But can you picture if you were alive 2,000 years ago, and even being blessed to be one of the disciples to be walking him? Yeah, your legs would be, and your feet would be tired. Probably soaking them in some ice water out there, um, or in the Jordan, uh, or Galilee, wherever they were, in one of the rivers. But imagine seeing him physically. Would that make you believe even more? Yes, we believe by faith. But we know that one day we will stand before him. And we will see him finally. That faith will become real. Now we can touch him in the spirit by the spirit. But one day for us that are part of the Bible. But truly believers. That we will see him. But he's got to go not just from what we celebrate today a physical birth he's got to come and dwell in our hearts he's got to come in there. yes he's going to come in he's going to clean out some stuff he's going to repaint the walls of our soul obviously stuff that got graffitied over we all know graffitis you want to cover up we may have even done good i'm sure i've done it written on the walls you know we go in and use the facilities when we have to go to the restroom Probably more for us guys than you gals Cause we got some sicko guys out there That's done it uh, You ladies ain't that innocent out there I've never seen the ladies room Unless I've had to clean it like a Burger King Out there But I think this is more of a guy train Unfortunately it don't If you're a Christian We shouldn't be doing it at all You know we shouldn't want to look at it That literally should offend us Now Cause it offends God what offends him it should offend us we can't do nothing about it. we pray for that person and say, Lord, the same way that we used to do that and you forgave us, forgive them. but we need to let Christ we need to celebrate that now he's born again in our hearts he's living inside of us now we need to understand what that means. this is his temple. God doesn't come and dwell in temporary church buildings, religious buildings. Because remember he's still God. These temporary vessels. Are called our bodies. Can't even contain him. Because he's going to come through eventually. He's going to burn out of us. By looking at us. By speaking to us. Eventually what is not pleasing for him. When he comes. You Just think if you go into an apartment. Move into a new apartment. And. There was holes in the walls that the landlord just didn't fix. He'll let you, he'll trust you're gonna fix it. You're not gonna leave that hole. You're gonna put a little temporary patch. Go down to Home Depot, or even Walmart sells that stuff cheaper, Home Depot or Lowe's, and put a temporary patch just so you're not looking at, Or put a painting over it. Whatever. You're gonna, or a poster or whatever. To cover up, cause you don't wanna look at another hole. God does the same thing when he comes and dwells in us. You know, he comes in by the power of the Spirit. That was... It is that power. It is his power. His voice. That as we're studying. As you students are studying for an exam. As for those of you that are getting ready to go into the military. Are studying for... The, stuttering. Yeah, I do that too. Studying to go into... To take that military exam. As long as you... Buy the book It binds a Noble to help you study or CD-ROM if you do it that way. You know, the study guides are there. As long as you look at that stuff and get that into your memory break and ask God, God help it to come out when I'm sitting at the exam. That's how you pass the exams. It's not by your effort of studying the textbooks, but you have to do that it's like his word we study his word to learn about him to hear him to learn who he is and what and it is through that study that the spirit grabs in grabs his word and brings it to memory in us when we don't study his word and we have a temptation come before us and yes in america the majority and in the world the majority of the temptations are physical they're sexual in nature we see it when we turn on a tv when we slip in a dvd you can't even buy there ain't really so-called christian dvds anymore to a point the devil has been able to use is able to utilize that to bring the memories but the more of jesus we have dwelling in us through his work remember that Word's living because the word is him himself it's not just a physical book. We don't want to fall in love with the Bible as a book. We want to fall in love with the Bible as what it is. It's the Spirit of God. It's God Himself. It's His own words. It's about Himself. It's His story and how it's being played out in us and through us. And how it is tra- it is that the Spirit. That power is transforming us. So, as we again, as we celebrate Christmas today and... This may be our last Christmas on Earth. We don't know. Others are celebrating materialism. Look at even the way we can not Catholicism as a brother in Christ posted something that I had already seen. I hope it wasn't supposed to be me to post it either. Maybe I slapped myself. as God's forgiveness. If it was supposed to be, I ran into it just in passing. That same one where even the Pope says Christmas has become materialism. What is faithful now is that doctrine that I myself grew up in. Praise God! They're still preaching Jesus, and as God, through the Apostle Paul, in one of His in, in one of His letters of, that He was told to write to the churches, encouraged that as long as they're preaching Jesus, they may be doing it out of envy or out of greed. And there are many that we know, many we know a ministry. You young people out there, you children in the faith, we know a ministry. And ministers out there that are only preaching to get money. To get more money. They may say, you know, to buy material things. I let you discern for yourself. What was right and what was not. But as long as the name of Jesus was still being taught and being listened so we got to be careful when we go against it even me I'm guilty of it when you look at other doctrines we know the doctrines the denominations are not fully preaching right but I can just mention the name of Jesus and there's power in that name he's going to turn it for good he may shake up those that aren't preaching right those that aren't preaching of the rapture which will be a real event is occurring it can happen anytime now it's taking the bride away. The more and more study. There are a part of the church. That will be saved. Through that seven year period. But they won't be partakers in a wedding. They've rejected in the, uh, the bride part of Christ. You can look at Revelation. At the end of Revelation. I don't want to go deep in this one because God is still enveloping, still revealing that one and giving me understanding on that one. But you can look, there are some that won't go into second death, they will live on the earth, but they don't come down with the bride of Christ. But they will forever, eternally be dwelling with new bodies, yes they will die, they will be killed for their testimony. Because they didn't receive the mark of the beast, so that, there will be some that will be saved through that great tribulation period, and not just Jews. Because um, the great tribulation is to finish the transgression for the our first brothers, Israel, the twelve tribes. So that's for that one. That's another discussion. I'm gonna deep in that one. So we know there's going to be believers that will dwell on the earth, but they won't be part of the bride of Christ. Because that's clear in the book of Revelation. How they get there or where they. God hasn't shown that to me yet. We know it's in this word. But if we're not ready to receive something in scripture yet. Then God will lead us up to that point. It's like us when we go from kindergarten kindergarten to our senior year. Very rarely. If ever, will anybody in kindergarten be taught what's... You seniors that just graduated this past... That last June will talk. They have to progress to that. Now we know the public school system is not necessarily teaching right. You got to get reading and writing. I believe what needs to be taught in reading and writing is the word of God. And through that, you will learn math skills. You will learn... How to read you know, a simple employment contract or whatever, um, but we first have to get understand the complexities of how god and it 's not even complex the simplicity actually of how God becomes born again in us, born the second time we have to learn to. Here the Lord is dwelling in us now. We, we have to look at our bodies as his temple. As his dwelling place. of, And that's the three of them. One God with the Trinity. We understand how that is as believers. We have to comprehend to that. We have to come to that end of it first. That's where the transformation occurs. We can't do anything in the flesh any longer. The flesh has already been crucified with christ galatians two twenty. we have to remember that we can't follow the flesh we're going to stumble as long as we're still in these bodies because we still have two waves of thoughts in there the church in america has dropped the ball on that one we haven't taught uh... what it is to walk in the spirit because they don't fully know there are too many churches out there that have denied the power of god that won't let the holy spirit There's so many preachers out there that figure if they study all their theological books And it's easy to do because that's what most theological institutions, seminaries in America Not just but also world but predominantly America are doing now They're teaching from man's end of it Um, God, I think also wants to warn us too That when we refer to one of the letters that God used the apostle Paul to write you know Ephesians, Galatians, Corinthians both letters uh, we are re- referring to say and we do it all the time I do it myself that is actually disobeying God that's actually mocking God a little bit when we say Paul wrote or the books that I mean the letters that Peter wrote or James or Titus we get, or Luke or Mark we gotta be careful. It's not those the writers and the respect that we need to be growing in are not the writers. It's not their words. If we believe in I believe it's first Timothy or the second Timothy, I keep confusing that one know scripture where all scripture is inspired by God. If we truly believe that scripture Then it's really not Paul. Paul was pridefully. And he had to grow into that. Like we have to grow into that. Was so full of the Holy Spirit. When those letters were writing. That God himself was telling him. What to write. And what to say. We need to get back to scripture on that one. I need to fully get back to it. That's an area we can. That's where we're so out of Obligation to read the Bible. We're not looking at it. Oh Well. Paul's saying this, and it is hard to, and we got to watch our translations. You're looking now, I notice now they're celebrating what, 400 years of the King James Version. God is not necessarily impressed with any particular version. we got to be careful, that new NIV Version now has watered down what God says about the different things. And the major one in this nation right now is homosexuality. Trying to water down to offend people. We as believers, Jesus was never intended to offend nobody, but just his very words were the words of truth, the words of life. We know that, and we know he offended. He offended. He didn't mean to offend. They got offended. We were offended by Jesus when we first heard it before we believed, because we wanted to live our way. When we commit a sin, when we stumble, whether it be fornication, and we all know what that means, having a child out of red light, we should be so filled with the Holy Spirit, God ain't going to condemn us and kick us out, but He is going to chasten us. Can we ruin His plan? We can cause it to slow down, but God knew that was going to happen. He knew everything we can't surprise God. He don't change His plan. He already had provision for it. He knew Adam was not going to be the man of God that he intended him to be and stand up when his wife was being tempt, uh, when his wife was being uh, tempted and was getting ready to take the apple. True man of God would have heard the Lord. Now, back then they were work, doing what they were supposed to do, working together. Because remember what the woman was created for. It was to help uh, the husband along the way. Not to just stay home, maintain a home. That ain't even a scripture. They went with the husbands because they were called together. They had different giftings because they're both children of God. If they're, We're not talking if they're not yet saved yet. That's another lesson. But that's God living through the two of them. You remember when Moses almost screwed up and forgot to obey a command of God. He wasn't here. God was ready to kill him. And it was his wife, Zipporah, that raised, that also heard God. And phew, she physically circumcised when circumcision was a mandate. Now it's no longer because now we're in Christ. Our circumcision now is of the heart. It's not a physical part of the body. Anymore Those days are gone Unless we're living by the flesh But now we're in Christ That mandate is no longer there Unless we want to live by the law We don't live according to the law We live according to the spirit of God Which dwells within us Remember he wasn't dwelling He only dwelt in the prophets back then In certain individuals Like well They're pretty much prophets Moses uh, Abraham or whatever uh, who, who, David uh, All of them David took him in and said And he was filled with the Holy Spirit but that sin caused them no longer to hear. That's when another brother another sister. That one needs to be done today too. It could be me. When another one is in disobedience. God sent him with a word. David was in two disobedience. He committed adultery. Actually probably three. He committed fornication. Sex outside of marriage. Because he was not married to Bathsheba. Committed adultery. Because both him and her were already married. Remember, Saul gave him his daughter because he beat the Philistine Goliath. So that was adultery, and then he also committed murder. He misused his power. He sent one of his men, his good warriors, out there to die, intentionally, to because you know to cover his tracks. So he had at least three sins right there. Committed God, he wasn't hearing from God. He was just going on out there. It's like luckily there was no wars coming out because God would have allowed a uh, defeat because of that but instead he sent a brother in Christ back then it was the prophets with a word from God not a word from man's wisdom I've had brothers and sisters come to me with man's wisdom man's wisdom don't mean jack man's wisdom don't transform man's wisdom not certain things like pay your taxes you know this is how you fill out a tax form, which is a pain in the butt um, you know, God gives me enough for the basic one that's why he enables me to assist a brother and sister in Christ every year just to fill out their tax forms and e file a form uh, but I won't do that for a living one now the IRS says I can't do it for for pay anymore unless I take a big exam which I'm not going to do. I'm not called by God to do that. I just you, I have the software basically they're doing it I just know enough to make sure when that software screws up God has given me that much of a wisdom when that software makes an error then I don't let that text form go through then I contact them I just need to recheck this law and correct that program Make if an update's ready or if I misinterpret it then it's, it's straight they have an error. they're not going to get audited and I don't sign the tax form. I just sign it with them using it electronically. But anyways. That's a little off topic. But again. We need to get back to walking in the spirit. We need to get back to that. If there's a brother or sister. That. Amongst our own family. That we know. Has sinned against God. That have yet to repent. And. It may be. That. When we commit that sin. If God. Was bringing two people together that don't mean to try out the merchandise before marriage. Yeah, you know, we're not buying a car or an RV or whatever. else you would try out. You don't know, go into a Walmart store and play a video game before you buy it to see. You know, they allow that. It's there for a purpose to try it out, um, and they know some people will not buy, but that's Walmart's choice. Other stores probably do that, and I don't, I don't know, some, I think uh, GameStop also does it, but a car is the biggest one, vehicle, where you test drive it first, hopefully take it to a mechanic, but even that one's not going to be perfect, because a mechanic's not going to find everything, because there you know, the most mechanics I've yet to me- me- meet a mechanic that's truly walking by the Spirit. I know mechanics that are believers, but they themselves have denied the power in their work. In their church area, they're walking by the Spirit. But in the work, they're not. Because God will know exactly how to repair a vehicle. And when the mechanic is truly filled with the Holy Spirit, they can seek the Lord. And that will be another testimony of God for that mechanic. When they fix it right, and they fix it right the first time. You shouldn't have to go back five six times to say well we got to try this i thought that's what it was we got to try this having to shell out more money that's the way they train mechanics in the world today i know that one because that's another area that i've the basic ones that i've allowed i've been entrusted with a little bit but not enough for salary wise uh same thing when preachers get up there if we try and get up there and preach or teach in our own flesh, we ain't going to do it. We're going to fail, instantly. And God actually will let us fail. Because He doesn't want us in that realm. We have to grow stronger in our born again, in our spirit, in like our walking by the spirit, than we are walking in the flesh. Now, we're going to walk in the flesh. He knows He's going to get, these bodies need food to grow. They're not supposed to grow outwards. But that comes with exercise, that comes with just not, are you eating and just sitting you know, when you're out of, out of work, are you just sitting around all day? Or are you getting out there, walking around, riding a bike, whatever you're, you know, it may just be walking in a park. You know, if you have children, you go out to the park and have children. If you got teenagers, you go out there and you, you attempt to shoot basketball. Now, y'all see me shoot basketball, you know I suck. But at least I try it. You know, you got an easy target and you're going to win. Unless I get lucky now and then and get a basket. That ain't skill, you know that. Same thing when you play a video game out there, you know, I may suck at that, but I'll out there try because it, it gives me a chance because I really love, loved fellowshipping with y'all. Or playing games for you that may listen to this from the, uh, from, I want to say Wide Open Youth, I can't get used to the new name that you, the Youth Group Essential. Remember when I played games out there, I sucked at most of the games, but it gave me a chance to fellowship. Would y'all. Enjoy being around with y'all. And we never know how. Just that part there. That's really not. When we think of it. Yeah. The part of it may be walking in the flesh. But if we think. That's actually can be walking in the spirit. Because we don't know how God may use that game. Time. To bring a point of lesson. and Or a reminder. For something learned. When we're playing games with our friends. God may use. During. We say, hey, let's stop for a Gatorade or water. Or let's go get something to eat at McDonald's or whatever. Or Burger King. God means attention. says, no, think about what we just did, that, that defense you did. You know, that may be the way God wants a defense to us. We don't know. Same with the football field. The goal, the goal in football is to score a touchdown. The score, The goal of the defense is to either cause the ball to be coughed up, get the ball back and get a touchdown yourself. But Gemma wants to get the touchdown. If you're on the one yard line the goal of that if if the offensive team is on the one yard line, the goal of defense is to stop them from getting in. And in their own strength, they will never do it. You know, you got some big dudes that are around there uh on those teams. Most of them probably can do it physically out there. But in their own strength, they can't do it. If God wants to allow them, He can let the smallest guy run up the middle. Or, He can let the smallest receiver. You got small receivers that were better than most of the biggest defenders. And you can name them, because I don't go after names and stats. Uh, The goal of the Christian life should be, unfortunately it's not, should be to walk so much in the Spirit and the knowledge and wisdom of God Hear his voice clearly, follow his strength and narrow path, and allow him to use our testimonies to win people in. Our touchdown is when the lost come to salvation. We get another brother or another sister in Christ. Um, a few brothers and sisters in Christ have been blessed with another child. Their current children now have a new physical sibling but what better when when the rest of the world was laughing and cheering at the death of Saddam at the death of Osama bin Laden we should actually be grieving to a point where he wasn't saved those guys were not saved they stepped into eternity in hell we ourselves deserve to be in hell God did not have to save us God doesn't ever say nobody. He could have created another... He could have destroyed us on the flood and then just created those of love. But He didn't want to do that. He wanted one of wants want genuine love, genuine fellowship. When you love your wife, you love your girlfriend, you love your boyfriend, if it's genuine, you will take whatever their idiosyncrasies are, whatever their stuff that they don't like, you take that with it. But you better be careful. You better make sure that it's God leading you. If God's not bringing two people together, then it's the devil. One or the other is bringing couples together. We want it to be God. We want it to only be Him. Because then that other part of it. Because you remember, in a marriage, two people in a relationship, two people becoming one in Christ. That, for you ladies, that is that is. He is to be your brother for you guys. She is to be your sister in Christ first. Now, that may sound a little sick, brother, sister, Marion. That's that spirit's name. We need to walk in that spirit we are. We know that's not a blood sister, so that's not a uh, perverted ancestral type of thing. That's a brother or sister in Christ. They both have to have the same. We both have to have the same ideals. We both, Jesus has to be Lord and Savior of both of us, and we both have to be walking by the Spirit. Is one going to stumble and the other going to stumble? Not necessarily. Matter of fact, hopefully not. When one stumbles, the other ones to say, Why are you over there? You're supposed to be seated in Christ. God didn't tell us to go over there. He tells us to go over there. Ah, sh- God may use. That is the way both people... Yeah, I didn't go tell one says you know, I told you it's not yes the man will be the main brother the man will be the one that works with the hands first out there but we're both going with it how many of those women work when they were pregnant still went out there there was nothing in scripture that said God has just chosen one he chose both we have turned it saying, oh the God has to you know the man has to be making six figures to have as a big nice house that is not what 1 Corinthians chapter 7 teaches 1 Corinthians chapter 7 is regarding sexual relations with your wife neither party should have withheld that was the need basically to provide can only be done in marriage when it happens outside of marriage we stepped ahead we stepped ahead again it may have been that that may be your partner or it may now have to be. God did not orchestrate households being run by one parent or another. I mean, other than a widow. You know, one dies in wartime or whatever, or just just dies for whatever reason. Gets murdered or whatever. Um, but again, we got to watch the spirit. That marriage couple, the big $10,000 wedding ceremonies, none of that's in Scripture. None. The only wedding it describes will be have a big banquet is what will be our wedding when we marry the Lamb of God, uh, our bridegroom. Because remember, we will be you, us who are true believers, born again, walking by the Spirit, truly wanting to see the Lord come in the clouds and catch us away so we can come down with Him as the bride of Christ. Um, that is. What we should be looking for. That should be our main goal. For Jesus to come and take us home. To carry us out here. But while we are here. We are not to dwell upon this earth. For the sake of making money. For the sake of having things. We are not our brother in Christ. Shared a false teaching. That he obviously has been taught with all his life saying we are here to work, save, and give as the Lord leads. There is nothing in scripture about saving. When God gave the manna, they were not to save it for the next day. You know, when we got our freezers to store meat, you know, to eat, maybe have a meal one day in a week. We are actually disobeying when we do that. Now, we do that so we don't have to go to the store. We have to go to the store every single day. You know, After we get paid, so we can buy food. That part is a little bit different situation, but back then they don't. What God gives us each day, first of all, he gives us himself. We have to share that in work. Employers may say no, but God will provide a door to do it. I've seen it done. I've watched them do it at CMS. That was one of the reasons I hiddenly got fired, but they can't fire me for that. Because that's illegal. Because they couldn't find anything with the quality of my work. I couldn't find... God allowed me to meet my deadlines every single month. Plus allowed me to assist my co-workers with meeting their deadlines every single month. And God still, I believe, to this day, saved... I don't know, at least one teacher. I don't know how many. I won't know that until... We get to have it all together and they come up to me and he says, Thank you. No, we go thank Jesus. I believe that he saved because I was obedient and heard his call and boldly in the spirit spoke about him, gave him all the glory while I was performing the work. That your workplace is to be like an evangelistic field. It is not just a place to earn a paycheck. It is an evangelistic field entrusted by God. The work will get done when you obey God. When we obey God. Nobody will be offended. No work schedules will be messed up when God is in it. And people, well, they either come to Christ or it may just be watering. It may just be a planting. We don't know. When we're walking by the Spirit in our workplaces, I worked around older baby boomers. Now I'm seeing the baby boomers what they're doing. They are. They have the mentality now. A lot of most of these retirees don't need the money. I can see them I walk so they don't get their brain flaps a little bit. But they're only working to keep their lifestyle. They figure I worked for 30, 40 years. I earned and I deserved. That's the mentality I got. There's a preacher from the 1960s that said America, use the term, America wrote a blank check. I'm not going to dwell on it beyond that. Many of you know that quote, blank check, and now it's time to pay. Not to pay some money. There is no, they're not deserving. Those people, that preacher, not deserving. None of us are deserving. We weren't even, we're not even, we don't deserve to go to heaven. We're going to heaven because we believe in the Lord Jesus, and He is worthy. He's deserving because He loves us, His grace and His mercy. He offered it, we accepted it, and we want it every single day. So, again, we'll leave our damn one. So, let's get back and as we celebrate today, um, as we celebrate today, um, Jesus' birth, let us also celebrate His second birth in us too. His sending the Holy Spirit. Let us also remember that. Let us also remember that we are also, we (coughs) we ourselves as believers, have gone through two births. Our physical birth, which we celebrate every year. I celebrate on November 2nd. Those um, sure young people forgot me this year. You didn't even say happy birthday. <laughs> yeah, okay, I'm done. A little humor there. Didn't mean for condemnation. <laughs> that shows you, maybe you don't love me anymore. Uh, but I'm kidding on that one. Uh. My mom celebrates it on the same day, different year, obviously. Um. We we celebrate Jesus' physical birth here on the earth. But it should all go together. I mean he demonstrated. He said that. And he, we also. If we are genuine believers. Went through a second birth. We went through a born of the spirit. Jesus says. As a reminder that I'm back with the father. I'm back on the throne. This is when I send the Holy Spirit. He has sent him now. And he's come to dwell in us. So. Yeah, they may be... Well, they're spirits. You know, just right now, they have spiritual bodies right now. And they may be sitting on thrones, but they're not just on thrones. They're dwelling in us. Because we're seated in Christ now. If we're genuine believers in Christ, we got to remember our place now. We're no longer earth dwellers, so to speak. Yes, we may be walking and living down here, you know, making our dinners or going to restaurants or whatever. Um... I can't make a dinner today, I ran out of propane. I'll eat a peanut butter sandwich or cereal later. Praise God. You know, the restaurants are closed. But that's still a blessing. Uh, I'm fixing to go out and look for one. Uh, I heard the a open. But anyways, that's the humorous I know when I was a dummy, I let the propane go out and that's my food. That's my cooking. But anyways, praise God on that one. Got it working for good. Um, but we need to remember that. If you're not sure if you experienced that second birth, then ask God to remind you. Go back to John. Go back to it. The second birth is what gets us into heaven. Not the first birth. When we believe in Jesus, that second birth, genuinely believe in Him. Receive Him. He comes in and lives. He dwells. This is another temporary dwelling. This temporary dwelling will be lifted up one day and will be changed. I mean, any of us are here. Go see your pastor that talks about it. You, you can contact me. I mean, my work schedule is going to be night schedule still this week, through the month of January. I don't know where I'm going after that. I may, I don't know. God's put in my heart, there's a particular church, church of God, that's looking for a pastoral intern. God, I believe it's in the inner city. God may be leading me there. Young people know. What God has given me the heart for y'all. I wish I could just scoop y'all up and take y'all up there. With me, and we'd be go serving the God out there. Some of you may be called to come in, uh, let's go serve Jesus in that area. You know, and I want to tell them, God, let, God, let the people see what God is doing through us and in us. That's our testimony. Our testimony is His testimony. But if you're not sure, you've got to get that born again. Nicodemus did not understand it. He was a religious leader in John chapter 3. He didn't know what that meant. And he, you know, the rulers back then, they studied the scriptures. The scrolls back, it was scrolls back then. And he never heard of it. He didn't believe it. He didn't see it before. And he studied it. And he was teaching the people. You've got pastors in this nation that don't believe that. They have not grasped at that because they don't have the power of it. Some may not even be saved. That's scary. I hope they all get saved. But what grieves God's heart must grieve ours if he's living in us. I mean, we get it. What? He hates. Notice I said what, not who, because he doesn't really hate anybody. Except maybe the devil, but he really doesn't hate him because he knows what, you know, what's in him. There's no truth in him. He knows where he's going. The devil knows where he's going. He knows that he's already rejected God. He can't be saved. He, he's done. It's like Judas. There was no repentance for him because he tried to go to man for confession. And it was God he needed to go to. He may have been able to. I don't know. We'll never know that. So. Or at least we'll never know that this side of heaven. But wait for ourselves. We've got to stop living for ourselves. We've got to stop making our paychecks just for ourselves. We gotta stop serving ourselves. It's not about materialism. We gotta be given Jesus. This world, this nation needs Jesus again. And He's in us, dwelling. We gotta let Him shine Himself out. I have to do it. God can use an unsaved person as well as a saved person to correct us. If we see a brother or sister, we should never be so busy. To stop. Fellowship is not just those that go to your particular church. That is not the body of Christ. One particular religious doctrine, one particular religious building. Fellowship is not just with those that go to your particular church or those that are wealthy in your particular circle or those that are poor. The body of Christ is just that. It's worldwide fellowship. If there's an opportunity, if there's a Facebook opportunity, an email opportunity, if there's an opportunity that God opens up for us to go to another nation, and fellowship with those that. We ourselves can get killed. Because we preach Jesus. Because we're worshiping Jesus. Then so be it. One part of me. ever loved love to go to uh, Indonesia. And just worship God. With, by the power of the spirit. That's illegal to worship God. In Indonesia. Per the government. But we're going to worship what we hear. What we know. And who we love. It's going to come out. Nobody. Man can't stop us. They'll try. They can put in prison. They torture physically. And it should never stop us. If we have a genuine love for Jesus. If our friends are willing to say. Man I'm not in that Jesus stuff out there. It's just like. I mean stop talking about Jesus all the time. We should never stop. We need to be willing to lose. the they didn't. We're meant to be our friends. But they are meant to see that we genuinely love. That's where we're being knocked in America right now. Because we claim the name of Jesus but we're living the life of a world. We're going after money, we're going after green. We think protesting is the way to go. God don't say protest, he says pray. But when we pray, it shouldn't just be us speaking. Never. Prayer is actually Talking to God, but also listening, more listening to God. He's going to speak to us through prayer. When we're listening. If we're just going with a list of things, I'm guilty of this. I have a few needs that I know God wants to meet. I have to shut up and listen. We keep going, when we intercede for others... Our problem is, we think that's obedient to God. We have a main advocate, each of us, automatically. So we don't need, really, any more advocates for God. But he does want us to come and pray for others. But we should be praying, his will be done. My need, he may want to meet it in a more grand way. I really don't want to. I want just the most basic, simple need. Only God knows the need. And God's going to meet the need in His timing and in His way. I need to ask you when you pray for God to give me more patience and to be more still before Him when I work. We all need to get rid of one sin, but it's not a sin that that will put us in the hell. It's called the sin of complaining. It's not a sin that will keep us out of hell. Not a sin that will um, draw us away from God. But God doesn't like it. I'm big guilty of that all the time. I see snow. So, most I you know, I am not perfect. The closer we get to that light, to that glorious light who is God Himself, the more we should see our need for Him. The more we come to Him in the Spirit. The more we should see our weaknesses. That's why a lot of people in church. Don't want the Holy Spirit. Being the controlling power. Because it shows weaknesses. And our colleges teach. Heck. Our ministries. Unfortunately we have American ministries. That teach. That we are not to be weak. We are to be strong. We are strong only in Christ. That is actually a sin in disobedience. And that actually is from the devil. Now. That may lead. Us. Into hell. If we keep preaching on that line. Only because. It causes people to look at themselves. You look at Matthew chapter 4. 1 through 11. And Luke chapter 4. 1 through 11. It's amazing. How. The devil tempts us with fleshly things. Actually, I got two prayer requests. One I really need. I'm contented at one of them, at circumstances remaining there until the Lord comes. Contented in my current state. One I really need, one I believe God is leading. God himself is leading me into. And leading somebody else into. That may have given it away. Or it may not have. I have the same desire a lot of you young people have. One part of me I don't want to stay single I am life. I don't like being here I am Christmas day. I know I'm not alone. I know God is with me. But I'm alone. Physically. I mean yes I got people surrounding me. But I have nobody to talk to. Oh yes, I'm contented with talking with Jesus all the time. And I know he hears me and to listening. I'm weak in the spirit right now. Because my body is weak. I just got done working. Well, I worked 40 hours last week because they started slowing down. But when I looked at my paycheck, yeah, it was good. Shit, Uncle Sam's gonna say good too. And so is the state of Kentucky. They're thanking me, because they can get their six-figure salaries um, for another month, meaning taxes. However, that destroys the body. That will hurt the temple of God in the long run. I just got done working probably a couple of weeks, 60 hours, 50 and 60 hours. Did, did, 50, did 60 hours, I think, for two weeks, and 50 hours. 40 hours, 35 to 40 hours is content. Yeah, it doesn't make the money that we want, but again, are we born again the second time to make money or to glorify God? If we work ourselves to death and we tire ourselves just so we can have more things and retain more things, we need to get back in America where there's some of the things that we own we're going to have to sell as a loss. Because there is nothing, repeat, nothing undeserved, real estate, houses, nothing, Cars, RVs that appreciate to a point of unlimitedness. God Himself is the only unlimited being because He's eternal. Everything, you know, all these houses that people keep buying and selling for a profit, somewhere down the line, somebody's going to end up taking a loss because those prices can't continue to go up. They're never worth it. People in real estate want to attempt to uh, dispute. One, I'm not going to dispute because I'll shut you off and hang up the phone. Two, you better be coming at me with scriptural backup you ain't going to find that in the scripture except green and covetousness but the only way you may find it if you think you can find something different remember the warning um, those that think what is right in our own eyes is usually wrong it's a proverb I don't it's the exact one scripture most of y'all heard it I don't remember it exactly I warn that one every day so again let's walk and remember celebrate Jesus' full work Which was the coming down to earth for us, born of this earth, which we celebrate today. When he walked by the Spirit, he would give us the living example that it's possible to see the temptations and walk through them, walk by them, run for them, flee for them, whatever they are, walk by the power of the Spirit. How to live life down here, according to him, in him. Show us about being born again, the second birth, which takes us into heaven. That's the birth that will take us into heaven. By his power, not our power. By his work, not our work. His, we're basically, gospel, born uh, born in the flesh, suffering and dying on the cross for us. We could not have endured that. Only God himself could have endured that. Nobody could have endured that kind of pain. You know, spikes going in your hands. Staying up on a wooden cross. Naked before everybody. Before the world. Humility. Suffering. No breath. No blood. No water left in him. Completely dead. Empty. Barren. His burial. His resurrection three days later. With victory over death and over hell. And his ascension. All those things together. That's the gospel. That's what gets in heaven. His work and not ours, but there is a work that we have to do. Is present Him, present our bodies a living sacrifices of Romans 12, 1 and two. And let Him use us and teach us, and grow us, transform us into His image. We're gonna be like Him when we get there, not Him like us. We'll have a body like Him, glorified spiritual body in that state. We'll not have any suffering, no more pain, no more tears, no more crying, no more heartache, no more worry. About who we're gonna marry, no more worried about you. Where's my job? None of that stuff. It'll just be about him. We'll be with him forever, whether we're probably bride or whatever. We'll be with him forever. Let's pray. Father God, thank you. Thank you for a born again. Thank you, Lord, for your physical birth. Thank you for coming down to us, Father God, and showing us your great love and your grace and your mercy. Father God, I pray for the and I pray for myself also. Help us to walk by the Spirit. Help us to walk by your power, calling to your riches and grace and your glory. Father God, I pray for each one of these hearers, Father God, that you will help them to grow in the wisdom and knowledge and understanding of you, and you alone, not the worldly stuff. I pray that you will continue to work through them and in them. I pray that you will continue to draw many to yourself through our walk, through our obedience to you, through our testimonies. It's not necessarily a physical obedience, but it's just a walking out our faith in you, trusting in you each and every day. I pray for strength. I pray for the. I praise you for all your needs that you meet. You provide food and nourishment. To these bodies, Father God. You provide work for our hands, Father God. Um, you feed those that have children, Father God. You provide through, actually, you provide that through us. Through those that have children, Father God. Those that stumbled before, you sent us lovingly to walk alongside them. Not to condemn them, but to walk alongside them. And say, okay, here, let's walk with God. Get back a step with God. And then when it was the right time, you moved us to somebody else that had a need. Now that they were back walking with you. You may have physically moved us somewhere else to walk with somebody else that had the need. Knowing they were walking with them, but the fellowship was is to be still there. Help us all to learn what fellowship is. Fellowship can now. You made so many avenues. You allowed so many avenues. You use Facebook. You use texting, cell phones. You use emails. Some you. Letters are difficult sometimes. You know, if, if you're moving us to different locations, um, but that's even an avenue. But mostly it's picking up the phone call. It may not be a physical fellowship if you're visiting in town. Father God, you can still provide needs through us, no matter where we're at. We can send gift cards. We can send cards. Father God, thank you for our love for us and the love for one another that you want to give us. Help us to get that love again. Jesus dey love you